0: We know that I love Rosh Review um, by Blueprint, and they have so many great resources. So whether you're looking for banks, Pants Review courses, now is the time, and usually there's some special stuff, so go check it out. Welcome to episode 37. Get ready for a little flashback Q&A. Welcome to the Pre-PA Club podcast. If you want to learn how to become a physician assistant, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Savannah Perry. Let's get to it. Hey guys, Savannah here. I am your host, if you don't know that, of the Pre-PA Club podcast, and thank you so, so much for joining me today, and I'm really excited to be able to share with you a flashback to a QA and I did on Instagram Live quite a while ago. I think this was actually back in October but there's tons of great information and I figured it would be helpful to put it on the podcast in a form where you could listen and where it would be there all the time since Instagram deletes things after about 24 hours. So I'm really excited to share that with you. Um, I hope everyone has had a great week so far and we're coming up, gosh, we're halfway through May. So if you're working on your CASPA, hopefully you're um, kind of chucking along there I know we've had some really great questions in the Pre-PA Club Facebook group. People have already submitted. Don't let that stress you out if you haven't yet. It's okay, Um, but it's definitely that season. Coming up is the AAPA Conference in New Orleans, and I'm so sad I'm not gonna be there. That's the American Academy of Physician Assistants. There's going to be so many PAs there, so many great PAs from social media. And, um, yeah, I'll be following along with them and really jealous that I'm not there with them, but maybe one year I'll make it when I'm not super pregnant, but yeah. So make sure you're following along on social media, follow me, the PA platform follow, and I'll kind of tag people who are posting about the conference so that you can follow along. One of our coaches, Nan, um, her Instagram is at ampersand.pa She is actually part of the House of Delegates, and she's been sharing some awesome information about legislation for PAs, and to be honest, that's stuff that I don't even understand that well, so we're going to try to get her on here to talk about that a little bit at some point, because I know it's something a lot of people have questions about. Um, I want to say thank you to My PA Resource for sponsoring this episode. My PA Resource is an editing service for personal statements, specifically for PA school. That's all we do. I edit for them, Um, and if you're needing help with your personal statement, make sure you check it out. They have a free workshop. If you don't want editing help or don't feel like you can afford it, that's fine. Make sure you at least do their workshop. Um, It is so helpful, and it's helpful to me as an editor if people have done it. And yeah, if you have any questions about personal statement stuff, let me know. You can use the code PREPACLUB at www.myparesource.com at checkout for a discount too. So, um, with that said, let's jump into our Q and A. It should be fun. Okay. So I wish y'all could see this, um, stand that I'm using because my husband raped it from a guitar stand to hold my phone. And it is so janky. Like it's, like it's really bad, like really, really bad. So, um, Yeah, I apologize for that, but let's grab an extension cord. But yeah, thanks everybody for joining. Um, I'm excited to answer questions and just kind of whatever you guys want to talk about tonight. Let's talk about it. Um, I've been in Vegas and Houston. So if anybody's um, tuning in from Texas, that was my first time in Texas. Um, I did not necessarily see much of it. I had a lot of food, which was delicious. My friend from PA school, Danielle actually um had a baby and i hadn't seen danielle since well i saw her this summer for a baby show but i had never seen her house and so i really wanted to go out there and just kind of see her house and catch up um that's one of my favorite parts about pa school is just like the friends you meet so um we hung out we ate a lot of really good food i got to hold her sweet little baby um I can't lie. I don't, I don't know if my husband's watching, but there's like some serious baby fever over here, and yeah, he was adorable. If you might have seen him on my story, Benjamin, so cute. All right, we are all good now, unless my phone falls, and it might. So just so you know. Um, yeah, let me get up. Make sure nobody's anything. I don't see questions or anything. Okay. Um, hey, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I was in Houston. Um, Thursday and then Friday I went to Las Vegas for what is called an ad board, which is really interesting. So I've never been a part of one of these before, but, um, basically one of the drug companies invited me to come and kind of learn and talk and kind of discuss their drugs. And so it's called advisory board and they just, everyone calls it an ad board for, so, for short. But it was basically um they just asked us questions about their medicines and what we like about them, what we don't like about them, um, and just how how we use certain things and what it works for patients. And so I think drug companies get a bad rap, but I think that they really do want to do what's best for the patient. Um obviously it's a business, they Are trying to make money too but at the end of the day they want patients to have medicine that's the best and sometimes that's branded medicine Um, it's really frustrating as a PA when there's a patient and I want them to have a certain medicine and I'm being told by an insurance company that they can't have it because of certain reasons and sometimes they'll recommend another medicine but it's something that is completely inappropriate it's not even Something the patient should have, or it doesn't even treat what I'm trying to treat. And so, action again, I don't know what's going on. My husband might be playing video games. I don't know if that really affects this, but it might. Um, but yeah, so it was really, it was a cool experience. Um, anyone who lives out west, I, to be, I'm probably gonna have to tell my husband to stop. So, what is happening? But yeah, my lips were dry, my nose was dry. My skin was dry, my hair looked awesome, no humidity like in Georgia, but yeah, it was it was a little bit rough. So, and I was only there for 24 hours. So, last night I took the red eye from Las Vegas into Atlanta, which is only a three and a half hour flight. It's really not bad. Um, and then I drove from Atlanta back home And then I slept some so um, yeah it was it was really cool Um, it was a little eerie or strange being there after what happened a couple weeks ago Um, you could kind of still see where that had had occurred and um, security was definitely amped up at both the airports and the hotels Um, just the airports across the board Um, I've never had to show my ID with a boarding pass before but now we had to do that I feel like they've gotten really lax with um liquids and carry-ons and like we had to take them out had to take laptops out had to take my kindle out um they're just being a little bit more strict so if you're flying anytime soon just know that they might be strict with you um but if anyone has pa questions let's talk about them pre-pa questions um questions about my ad board, and what that was like. Um, it was really cool, I got to meet up with some PAs that I know, or that I've met, who PAs um PAs I've never met before. And so, that was really, really cool, just to hear how other people practice. Talk about before. I'll try moving again. But yeah, so, it was really cool. I think it's really important to get to know people in your field, and it's neat because DERM is a very small small world. Um, and so it's really nice to be able to see the same faces over and over. And hey, if by any chance, um, but yeah, so it was really neat. I really enjoyed my time there. Um, okay. So I have a question. People think I'm settling because I want to become a PA. What are your thoughts? This is an interesting question and maybe someone else will chime in. Um, about this because I was just having a conversation about this with my husband who if he wants to um come down and address this he can feel free um so this is a tough question because you only you can decide what you want to do whether you want to be a PA or an MD or if anyone in my household is downloading anything or doing anything or knows how to fix this please let me know um but yeah so I think you can only make that decision And it's gonna take spending time looking at both professions or all professions just to see what you wanna do. Um, And if you strongly feel that becoming a PA is what you wanna do, the right choice for you, whatever reasons that may be, um, then you just have to do it and not worry about what everyone else says. Um, Even now as a PA, I have people all the time saying things like, well, when are you gonna go back and?" finish becoming a doctor or get your doctorate or, um, are you a medical doctor yet? And so people really don't understand the way that PA education works and the PA profession works and it's a long time I see, but I mean, do I wish I had that training sometimes? Yeah, I do. Um, but it's up to me to learn it and ask questions and talk to my supervising physician. I like having a supervising physician. Um, do I think I could have gone to med school I think i could have i think i would have had to probably retake some chemistry um i don't think it would have been the easiest thing for me but um pa school wasn't easy either i mean it was really intense and at times very difficult so um it's it's all about your own decision and that's going to take talking to pas and mds and seeing who's happy with their job what they like what they don't like which brings me to this next question. Nobody talks about this, but what is something you dislike about the PA profession? Oh, and I think it is something that you still have a PA. What a PA is just I don't know why I'm fidgeting with this coaster, but, um, so you have to be okay with that and be, and this is something in a podcast episode I did with Dr. Ryan Gray from medical school, med school HQ, medical school HQ. Um, we talked about this a good bit and I think yeah you just have to have to be okay with that as far as my job in general I love working in Durham but one thing that's tough is that it is a scheduled job so it's not like I can just um, like take off whenever I want because I have a lot of patients scheduled usually on my schedule there's 30 35 patients and so I can't just decide I wanna go on vacation. I have to plan those things really far in advance. And so that's a little bit difficult. Um, some of my classmates work in the ER and they just do PRN and so they just pick up shifts when they want to and then they do whatever they else they want all the other time. So I feel like that's kind of cool and sometimes I envy that. Um, but I don't think I would trade my job for anything. Um, people think I'm really young and I get asked about that a lot. But again, it doesn't really bother me. I just kind of respond. right thoughts on student loans and debt after pa school where your payments very high so i went to a public school first of all which is important because tuition was much much cheaper than a private school and so that helped me to not have as much loans and i took out basically the max of federal loans that you could have so i took out about this is pretty like humbling. I took out about 45,000. And by the time I graduated with interest, we were at about 75. So yikes. Yeah, that was like a shock to me. But I think I went into it. Some of my classmates just decided to pay the minimum payments and which I think was around like $200, 300 a month. But I decided like, I want to get rid of this. And so I, if I like did something on the side if I babysat I put that towards my loans because I wanted to get them paid off as soon as possible and I can say that mine are paid off I've written some blog posts about that and it was such a great feeling to get rid of those loans um gosh so most students do take out loans it's not uncommon um unless you have like a spouse who can pay for you or a great college fund or generous parents. I mean my parents are super generous, but they just couldn't on what's called the hope scholarship and living expense coming out of undergrad. I didn't have debt and so um, I took that that grad school debt on myself. Let's see what motivated me in my passion. Oh gosh, I have so many passions. So that's a hard question. So, I love Derm because I shadowed in Derm, and I love seeing the procedures and the variety and seeing kids and adults and just a little bit of everything. And I also really like the cosmetic side of things, too. As far as this blog and just kind of advising, I've always thought, and even in college, like if I were and just kind of figuring out like what they were going to do, um, so that was really something I was just passionate about, so I think it kind of led me here to doing this. Um, Okay, do you know of any PA programs that look at your overall GPA and don't put a lot of importance on science GPA? Um, Most programs are gonna have both an overall and a science GPA requirement. Um, If they have an overall one, they probably have a science one too, but they all change and they change their requirements all the time, which is kind of an issue. So um, yeah, it's something that you can, look up, but you always want to kind of double check. Um, but as long as you meet the minimums, I think you're fine to go for it. What are your studying tips? I hate multiple choice exams and I hate reading. Um, so I can say that I'm a project girl myself. Projects and papers have tests. Um, for me, I found that doing practice, doing that over and over and over is the best study method for me and just practicing, like actually applying the knowledge that I'm studying. I don't, pick up things well from just reading it or hearing it like I have to actually read it, try So again, let me know if the connection. I've listened to your podcast about getting shadowing hours and read other blog posts and still have had no luck. I plan to apply in the spring application if I have less than um, I think that's actually, I wouldn't give up. Just keep trying. If you can do some volunteer work, maybe at like a free clinic where a PA works and see if you can kind of work with them, get to know them, shadow them in that setting. That's a good way to try to get hours and try to make those connections. Keep trying, like eventually someone will say yes. Um, it may not happen quickly and I know it feels like a lost effort sometimes when you're just calling people, um, over and over and just, and, um, maybe go at it from an approach of not even asking to shadow, but maybe trying to find a question or something first in the future because it's difficult to let someone come shadow you if you have never met them and you don't really know anything about them. Um... Yeah, one day we had a girl come, she was a high schooler, and she came to Shadow in blue jean shorts, so that was an issue, and, um, yeah, so it's just, it's a little bit difficult, and, um, like what I do, my patients are usually naked, because I'm doing overall skin exams, and it kind of makes them uncomfortable at times to, um, to actually have another person in the room, um, so I... We, we tend to only have people shout out if we like know them personally um, or if I've already talked to them a little bit and kind of gotten to know them. Mm. I say yeah. Science may not come as easily to you and it may not be your best subject, but if it's something you really want to do, then I don't think feeling like you aren't as well versed or as good at science or just come as naturally should hold you back. I think you should still pursue your dreams and pursue whatever you want to do. Um, yes, you still need to get good grades in it to ultimately gain acceptance. And that may mean taking extra classes and just retaking classes and keep, keep taking more and more classes to get there. But ultimately, you can do that. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think I'm terrible at science. But chemistry, terrible. I'm so terrible. Like, I got a C plus in ochem too. And it was awful and it made me cry. And um, I just didn't, I didn't get it. And I think looking back now, it's kind of one of those things where I was so stressed out about the test. And even in gen chem, our testing was pretty intense because you would go in, if you goes to UGA, you probably know about this, but you take a test you had 3 attempts. So the first time you took it, it would tell you which ones you got right. Second one, back there and do them again, and then you have to submit it again, and then you can go back a third time and do any that you missed for a quarter credit. And it stressed me out. Like I'm talking anxiety, not being able to eat, my I feel like like I almost would like to go do it again now without the stress of all of that and see if I could do better because I think I was putting so much pressure on myself that I was unable to perform well when I, if I had to relax more and just focus on the material. And like the time I spent stressing, I could have been studying. And um, yeah, just looking back, I don't think I approached those classes correctly. I think I was focused too much on wanting to memorize um, instead of actually learning. But yeah, so. Chemistry's tough. Science classes can be tough, and it depends on your teacher. And um, you just kind of have to find your study style and what works for you. And if you work in groups, so if you need help, make sure you're asking for help too, because that's a big deal. Um, you don't want to let yourself get so deep that you can't get out of it. Any golf fans? I'm a Masters Cup. Any other questions? PA stuff, life stuff, I don't know. Anyone watching good TV right now? I started the good doctor and I like it. I'm interested. It's something. Hey Erica. <laughs> I like your wave wave emoji. Mmm. Yeah, Violet. I got a C Plus in Oakem as well, and it shattered my self esteem. It really did. Like, well to be honest, Oakem one, I got a B or B minus, and then OCHEM two I got a C plus, and OCHEM two was required for my major. It's not necessarily required for PA school, but since I had to take it for my major, I had to, I just had to take it, Um, and my then boyfriend, who's now my husband, was also a biology major, and so he killed chemistry. Like, he was really, really good at it, and just liked it, and understood it, and all this stuff, so I remember coming out of the OCM two final, and we had to take it in different rooms because of our last names. And um, I called him, and I was sobbing, like crying so hard. And he picks up, and he's like, "Hey, I think it went pretty well. What do you think?" And I'm just crying um, because I'm like, I definitely failed. I'm gonna fail this class. There's no way I'm passing. And then it ended up getting curved a little bit, and everything. And a good bit, and just kind of that struggle and how it did like what's the word? Um kill my self esteem and just really I don't know, it almost feels like somebody's like stomping it. I think like ever. So hi Danny, how are you? I like your heart heart emojis. It's sweeter than your tea. That's a good name. I like it. Sunday night. Yeah my time zone is all off because Vegas was three hours behind so vegas time it's around like five o'clock So last night i had to stay up really late and then leave by the time i left at 11 it felt like it was the middle of the night Like it was crazy so i don't know what time zones you guys are in but yeah mine were if this is insane um well i don't know if anybody has any more questions if not i will go do something i don't know get caught up on i gotta watch gray's Anatomy, scandal and the good doctor and this is us That makes it sound like I watch a lot of TV, which is because I do. But, usually I'm doing other stuff too. You oh, I like this question. If you had not gone into dermatology, what field of medicine would you have pursued? So, I think I would've done like something surgical, and those were the positions I was looking at. I interviewed at a neurosurgery position, a back and spine position, and then I was talking to a urology group um, I was looking at was a patient with a breath green and I just that's probably where I was Sometimes that patient population can be a little bit difficult just because there's a lot of expectations there and sometimes the products we have don't really meet those expectations so it can be a little bit tiresome. The ER is that I don't know if that's something I would get used to or not if I did it more often but I just don't like broken bones. so. Um, maybe urgent care and I think even now like having my derm experience going into an urgent go see urgent care that would be, I think that would be of that is there care or kind of actually get to know them and so I don't know if I would love Doing that full time uh, It wasn't nice That being said I think it would have been really nice to do a few years in primary care and just kind of get my feet wet Get my bearings um, So little I mean you're trying to see so that you can seal it in that would have been nice to do, but um, as of right now, I'm happy. I think I can move or something, I don't know. Um, even then, I would probably look for darm first. What's this crazy hair um, day? But then, I'd be, I'd be open to doing other things. Um, and even one of the DERM PAs I met at my ad board thing, she said she picks up some urgent care shifts PRN, which that's actually a good idea. Like, I kind of wish I did that starting out, and that would have been a nice thing to do, but I was so tired, like, when I first started working, I would get home and just go to sleep, because I was so tired from the day, and I don't know that I would have been able to sustain that, um, but now I might could, so, um, I agree, the good doctor is good, and Grays, of course, I don't know when they're gonna stop Grays. um, I don't, I don't think, I know Scandal is the last season, but I don't think it's the last season of Grays. they haven't said it, Um, they keep bringing up all these blasts from the past. I almost feel like I need to go rewatch it from the beginning so I can remember everything that's happened. A tragedy. tragedies. that drives me crazy. Do this better and never wear eye protection and it just, what are you doing? And I mean, I know it's for like cinematic effect, but it's still, I don't know, I want it to be more accurate. If you ever see them doing CPR, it's terrible. Like don't learn CPR from Grey's Anatomy. If you take one thing away from this, that's what you should take away from it. That's not true. But um yeah, hey Lori. Thanks for watching. You must have <laughs> having a fun Sunday night. You have class tomorrow. Um, yeah. Oh gosh. Tomorrow's Monday. Not ready for that? Um, about anywhere else. It was hot as heck and suit and In- her, which it was like really, really hot. Um, do I prefer learning neuroscience in my coming days? I will probably not switch to neuroscience. I think that is like out of my realm. Um, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't think that's where I want to be. I spent a day with a neurosurgeon and it just, it was okay. It just wasn't really what I wanted to do. Um, Brittany, who does the PA, oh, I can never get this right. The manual of PA programs. She works in neurosurgery, I believe. So that's really cool, so you should follow her. I don't know what her like personal account is, but she posts about it some, and um, I think her job's pretty cool. The hardest class in PA school? Pharmacology, 100%. It was. It's hard to learn drugs when you aren't doing it. When you're just trying to, like you really can only memorize those, and try to memorize the side effects and the contraindications and, um, the indications and who can use it, who should you avoid it in. Um, and so, yeah, I think farm was definitely the hardest for me and it wasn't until I was on rotations. And then again, like working as a PA that you see these medicines in action and it helps you to put a face to the medicine and really learn. Like once you see like some side effects, like tired dyskinesia, like you really understand what it looks like and what that's like for the patient and it just sticks a little bit better. So I don't know that you can prepare for that necessarily going into PA school, but just know that um, you may have to study that a little bit harder and it's just difficult. What was an average week like for you while you were in PA school? Okay, so this depended on the semester. First semester we started with anatomy And so we would have anatomy from 8 to 12, Monday through Thursday, I believe, or Tuesday through Friday, four days a week. And then the other day we would have um, physiology and genetics, and then we could test out of med terms. So if you tested out of med terms, you didn't have to do anything with that, Um, but if you didn't, you would have to work on that too. And so... Anatomy, you would go to lecture, and then afterwards we had lab two days a week. So we had groups that switched off, and you would go in the afternoon for a lab to dissect um, on the cadaver. And that was for the first summer semester. After that, we went into something called ClinMed, which was where we learned about different areas. So we would have dermatology for two weeks, ophthalmology for two weeks, infectious disease for four weeks, cardiology for eight weeks, and we just went through all the different body systems and subjects. And during that time, we would have class from mon- from 8 to 5 on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And have lectures. And sometimes there would be other stuff mixed in like ethics or surgery or professionalism. And then um, from there, Tuesday and Thursday, we'd have small groups. So, you'd have a small group on one of those days. This third semester we started going to clinic and so you would go to clinic sometimes too and then we would have biostatistics the first semester like those days varied if we had to add a lecture you really have to be flexible in PA school usually we had at least one test a week that wasn't uncommon not really any projects or papers but it was just a lot of tests so um, that's gonna look different depending on whatever school you go to but that was what my school was like for those didactic weeks or months but um, it wasn't too bad I think it just got exhausting like towards the end of the day you're kind of having trouble paying attention and um, a little tired so it's just a lot all at once so I enjoyed it though I mean there were hard weeks but I overall I had a great experience what was the hardest part of gross anatomy I'm not sure what to expect identifying bones and muscles gosh um Anatomy. So anatomy in grad school is very different than anatomy in undergrad. It's much more intense, a lot more structures to learn, um, just a lot more expected of you. And so the cadaver lab that we had, I don't know, it depends on if you have a cadaver lab. It was really cool. I mean, I really enjoyed seeing those structures firsthand. Sometimes it can be difficult to identify like certain nerves or arteries or veins, and that depends on the quality of the cadaver as well. But Um, yeah, I kind of different things like the cranial nerves and the brachial plexus. Those are just kind of collections of nerves that are, can be a little bit more, um, I want to say advanced, complex, complex, and just take a little bit more time to learn. And, um, beyond that, I think for me, the biggest thing with anatomy was, did like the very first test, I did not do well, and it was just because I was still learning and, um, so I found some questions online. I really, if you search Michigan anatomy questions, there were these questions that it's like a website that somewhere in Michigan put together, but it's, they're really, really good. And you can identify cadaver stuff on there. And over and over, we had a med student who would come with us sometimes and um, who'd already been through anatomy and he would quiz us. And it was just like a small group of us, but he would quiz us and kind of go through stuff. and. And teach us, which I think was a good refresher for him. But, um, yeah, it was really nice to have that person who had already done it and done it recently so that he was able to help us. And we had TAs that were great. We had TAs that were in med school. And so they were on their summer break. So one of the things they did was TA for the, um, anatomy, cause we were with PTs and OTs. And so, It was really nice like they would come in and practice with us and go through structures just quiz us over and over and I think in anatomy you also have to make sure to make connections and figure out where stuff connects instead of just trying to memorize it like you don't want to not understand where it's coming from and where it's going and you've got to know the function and all that and so knowing how to put all that together helps you to understand it better studying for EKG right now any tips or resources you would suggest so I love the yellow no it's not yellow it's orange it's like a bright orange book I forgot it's called like something about all you need to know about EKGs or something that was really helpful um and then just doing practice the teacher that we had for EKGs and me put an EKG up and just make us like analyze it and go through it and it's just kind of repetition and getting used to those patterns obviously I'm in derm I don't look at EKGs anymore very often I think I could still be evident or like a flutter or a fib but um, I would definitely or I will need to do some EKG studying when it comes time to research Um, but again that just that's repetition too and just looking at patterns over and over and over again and just practicing um, which I think that orange book has a lot of good practice in it um, but I'll actually look and see what other EKG resources we have because I think I had another book that I really liked, and if I do, I'll send you a picture of it. Oh gosh, that's a tough question. What is my thought on mindfulness for stress management? Um, so I think it's important to be mindful. I've I've read some books on this actually, and I think it's an interesting i tend to pray that's just kind of what i do and um i also tend to like talk to my friends and talk to my husband and probably even complain and maybe rant a little bit but that's probably not the best approach but i think just taking quiet time and time to like think and um reflect is really important i have i'm scared to say this because she'll probably say something but i have an alexa and she'll do mindfulness if you ask her to which is interesting she like plays this like to the music for a minute or two minutes or whatever you tell her to do and so um, I've done that sometimes if I'm feeling stressed out it's really interesting so I like her but I can't say her name or she starts talking to us how long do you think applicants should spend preparing for interviews hey Jasmine um so this is going to depend on when you when you get your interview invite so sorry I lost my train of thought there um so i think some schools will give you like months in advance and some schools will only give you a few days if that i've heard people getting an invite for like the day before and so with that i mean i think as soon as you submit your application you should start thinking about the interview even if you aren't really preparing as far as like just looking at questions just kind of thinking through your answers reviewing your application regularly like be ready to go just in case you get that invite. But if you're doing like formal practice, I probably wouldn't do it until you get that interview invite. So whether that's a mock interview with your school or with somebody like me, like you, cause then you can personalize a little bit more than if you're just doing it. So I mean, you can ask those traditional questions but then you may get an interview that's a completely different style that you haven't prepared for. And um, yeah, so it's interesting. <laughs> Yay, friends the live. Hey there. Okay. You feel like on social media, my sister's name is Hannah by the way. Um, it's mostly younger neuro PAs. Do you know of any older PAs who are still happy here? Um I know of a few older PAs. Let me think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there is another derm PA in town and she's been doing derm now for a lot of years. Maybe 9 years, but before that she was in ER. Um, and she, she loves it. I mean, she ended up switching, but she had always kind of wanted to do Derm, but never could get into it. So when she moved, um, she just kind of invested in herself as far as education goes to make sure that she was learning Derm stuff. And there was the ad board, um, some that were less, but they, or even like Derm for nine years. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you can always switch if you're not happy, which is nice, but, um, I do know there's a PA in my class who is... I don't know if he still is, but at one point he was studying for the MCAT to try to go back to medical school um, because he wasn't really happy in his job and it wasn't what he expected. I think he just kind of saw like, I'm doing the same thing as the doctors are, but I'm still under their supervision and he wasn't really happy in that role. And so, um, I don't know. I think he was kind of looking for other positions to see if he could like something else better. But I think he was also studying for med school. So... Um, yeah, I mean, I think you have a choice no matter what you do in being happy in your career. And I think if you're not happy where you're at and you can identify why you need to change it, whether that's location or supervising physician or who you're working with, um, be happy at your job. It's not, what would I do if I was not a PA? Some PA schools ask this question. So I got to ask this question. It's actually a fun story. Um, so I, um, what would you do? I would open a wedding dress store. Who says that? Um, and that's what I said, and so, um, afterwards, I completely regretted my answer, I was like, you're dumb, why'd you say that, that's such a dumb answer, like, say you'd be a teacher, a humanitarian or something, um, but it was kind of cool because they actually really liked it, and I think that they had been hearing a lot of those kind of cookie cutter answers, and So it was a little bit reassuring, or like refreshing to hear something like that. And I was just being honest I mean, I've been watching a lot of say yes to the dress. I wanted to be engaged I wanted my own wedding dress. They're beautiful Like why wouldn't you want to be surrounded by wedding dresses in a store? So as dumb as it was um, Then when they asked me if I had any questions for them, that was the last question they asked me I said well if you guys were not PAs, what would you be doing? And so I kind of turned it around on them just to see what they'd say and they loved it. So one of them um, who had been a really tough interviewer and was like intimidating and scary and yeah, it was not good. Um, she was like, ooh, I'd be a professional singer. And I was like, I didn't see that one coming. Um, and the other one, cause it was a two on one, was like, I think I'd open a bookstore. And so it was just really cool when we got to kind of talk about our interest and it was it was really neat. So. Um, yeah, but if I wasn't a PA like what I actually do? Oh gosh, I don't know. I think being an event planner would be fun um Like getting to plan things and like working with budgets and ordering things my sister works in Atlanta and she kind of gets to do some of that and she'll get to like order custom chocolates or like something fun and and book these like big conferences, so I think that would be interesting. Um, I went to Houston, if anyone lives in Houston or has been there, they have a taco shop called Torchie's, and it was delicious. I would like to open one of those, but they don't franchise. I looked into it, but that's beside the point. Um, But it was so good, like so good. Sorry, that got really off track. What was the hardest question you were given in an interview? Oh, I don't know. The hardest question? I mean, behavioral ones weren't that hard for me. I was asked what the most selfless thing I'd ever done was. And I think that was a little bit difficult just because, again, I was 21. And I think just in general, like, as people, we're not very selfless. Like, we are selfish and kind of tend to do what we want and do what puts us ahead of others. And um, so I think that question just kind of made me think a little bit, and made me think about kind of what I had done, and to be honest, my answer wasn't anything amazing. I, I talked about how I had just been on a mission trip to Amsterdam with my um, college ministry, and one of the girls on my flight was feeling airsick, and her seat had ended up being in the back of the plane like by herself, and I was kind of up in the front of the plane with the rest of the team, and like her boyfriend was there, and my seat was near him. Um, so I offered to switch with her and just sit by myself in the back of the plane for nine hours or whatever. And so to me, that wasn't a big deal. Um, but when I was trying to think of a selfless example, like selfless just means kind of giving of yourself and giving up a comfort that you may have for somebody else. And so, um, that was the example I used and I got to talk about my mission trip a little bit, but, um, yeah, that question was pretty hard. In one of my interviews, they had us, I don't know if they still do this or anywhere, but they had us pull questions out of a, like, little fishbowl and answer them on the spot in front of all the other applicants and the teachers, and they were completely random. Like, if you won a million dollars, would or if you were, if you won the lottery, would you still want to be a PA? And, like, but then there'd be really serious ones, and, like, like why should we pick you instead of someone, instead of the person sitting next to you? And um I don't think... The questions themselves were that difficult but it was just in that setting like it was very intimidating it literally felt like a Miss America competition and um, I don't remember what my question was at all I, I guess I blacked out because I just stood up and was asked my I did have classmates here from my group okay I think I may wrap this up but if y'all want to do another one of these this week or sometime let me know. Um, I just kind of wanted to jump on tonight and say, Hey, um, but yeah, y'all can always send me questions, but I'm glad. And thanks for, um, everyone tuning in and then, Whoa, a lot of harsh just came through. Um, but yeah, if y'all have any questions, please just message me, email me, whatever. Um, yeah, I blacked out. <laughs> All right. Um, hope that was helpful. Hope I answered some questions for you guys. And. All right, I hope that answered some questions. And if you aren't following along on Instagram, make sure you follow at the PA platform to get a notification the next time I do an Instagram Live. I like to just kind of hop on there occasionally and answer some questions. I've done quite a few since then, so I may see if I can find those. And unfortunately, sometimes they don't save right, but if I can get them uploaded, I will. And yeah, so thanks for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Bye!